this is wrong. And I'm talking to myself again. It is uh, 10 minutes past six on Monday, the 12th of April, 2021. Um, And it's been, been, I would go as far as saying, a beautiful day outside. Um, We are talking, you know, lustrous, endless blue skies. and kind of the the sun itself has been, you know, it's it's one of those days where you where you see kind of uh, it, it, it's golden sheen dance on on the waves, um, and yeah, it sort of shimmers almost like kind of like what you'd imagine like fish scales would in the light um but i don't even know what i'm talking about at this point it's it's been a lovely day (laughs) and um truth be told just in as a general point i feel great felt great i would say no i feel great and i'm gonna you know gonna affirm that for myself feel good um it's just funny because i yeah, I was feeling perfectly fine. I'm doing the podcast early while I'm still kind of, you know, I'm cognitively functional rather than doing it at like, you know, just before bed, <laughs> giving you the absolute best of me. Um, yeah, no, I feel I feel very with it at the moment. I've had a reasonable day of work. I've had a number of Zoom calls, which... You know, it's nothing new at this stage, but um, I felt my performance was solid on the Zoom calls. I spoke well. I didn't trip up at any stage. Um, and, you know, I had the camera on the whole time, and, it, and I felt like, given that I hadn't showered for any of them, I, you know, looked relatively presentable. I think I'm. I think I've mastered the art of the the last minute Zoom call facial, pre, uh, you know, preparation. Um, you know, it's kind of a two handed hair claw back sort of situation. Um, and outside of that, everything else. I mean, there's nothing really I can do about my my face. Um, you know, however fortunate or unfortunate it is, um, you know, I, over the weekend, I, I think it was either the weekend or just before, but I sort of decided I'm going to shave off all my, um, you know, beard, beard or whatever stubble and, uh, left the mustache. So I was kind of mustached unshaven this morning ahead of a few, you know, a little scotch of Zoom calls. So, you know, this is a real, you know, opportunity for disaster, but it it, it probably, you know, came back as a triumph. I think the best part is, is when you have a mustache, if no one, if no one mentions it. So this was the first time that people had kind of seen this era of mustache. Um, I go through kind of occasional mustache eras once you know, once or twice a year. And, um, I don't have a great mustache. It's a very dirty kind of white trash esque mustache. Um, 
I, I, the only person in popular culture I can think who has like a similarly bad mustache is probably like Justin Bieber at his worst, you know, when he was complete off his head. Um, I look like him, but not even as handsome. So, um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, but I think I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, it. I think I speak better than Justin. Sorry, Justin. You can have your millions, but you'll never, you'll never speak with the, uh, the fluency of me on my bed on a Monday night evening, even. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that was where I was at, but yeah, it's funny. I was, I was just kind of, I don't know, scrolling through my phone, procrastinating just now as you do in general. And, uh, I came across like a, frankly, uh, very, uh, what's the word kind of impactful post. It was, it's really sent me, uh, West actually, because it's one of those things. It's like, I think the best tweets or the best quotes are things that are, you know, people inherently know, but they ha- they don't quite, you know, it's hard to, um, uh, properly um, outline what this thought is, um, you know. And this one was, your reward for being a superstar at work will always be more work. And um, to be honest, like in my experience, and this is not me saying I'm a superstar, this is just based on people I've observed exhibiting superstar behavior is basically that. Um, And it kind of, you know, it it sent me West because basically most people, I I would say, I mean, I can't, I can't pretend to know much, if anything about any other type of field. Um, I only know the office environment. I've worked in an office for, I think it's, oh, I think it was seven years last year, seven years last September. So I'm about seven and a half years in now, more than that. Um, and that's all I know. And it's all I've ever seen is like people who are really good, just, they don't get punished because I think to be fair, they, they do tend, you know, they all get pay rises. They will get looked after in that sense but the workload becomes incredible and um you'll often see like work work life balance almost just doesn't exist there is no such thing as balance it's work you know high level of compensation but um the compensation sort of you know if you were to weigh up the value of time versus money Time is invaluable. Um, you know, you would basically give any money for more time, I would say. Whereas you would not, I mean, then the, the argument of time versus money, how much, you know, how do you value your time? How much, how many hours of your time are you willing to give for a certain amount of money? Is, um, 
you know, the, the, that's the question of employment, I guess. How many, what are you willing to do in this period of time for this amount of money? Um, and I guess that's the question, but, uh, yeah, it really hit home because basically everyone I know who is a superstar, a genuine superstar, basically has a worse life because of it, I would say. Um, I I know a lot of people who, as I've gone on in my work career, I've noticed they actually look they look smarter and smarter the longer I go. These are people who kind of just they turn up, they do nine to five, and they do that nine to five perfectly fine. But it's 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 always perfectly fine. It's never exceptional. It's numbers that that will tick a box, um, but they will not prompt extra thought. And, you know, it's enough to, you know, qualify for standard bonus. Perhaps even sometimes you don't get a bonus. But ultimately, the real bonus is you've got that time. You've got that time. And, uh, yeah, that post was really kind of has really made me think because I guess the the point of that is almost like the, the superstars. I, I have... Basically, everyone I've ever known is um, who's sort of you know at a certain level anyway, um, or under a certain level anyway. Sorry, no one ever thought that they, no one ever planned on being working in an office. No one ever planned on a career. I didn't plan on having seven and a half years in an office. I mean, um, I distinctly remember i think it would be almost a quote verbatim to say that i've i've said this is a stopgap i'm fairly sure i've described it as a stopgap before stopgap to what i don't know i mean like i've often will um you know i i talk a lot about writing <laughs> and i do write but i i'm not that good I mean, I'm, I'm, I sometimes will see articles or whatever and think I can do that. I'm, I, I think, I don't think that is an unobtainable level of a writing ability. But then there's other times where I, you know, I might read some of my favorite authors or some of my favorite, just you know, general writers, journalists, and people like that, and I think. That's a that's a level that I perhaps could never reach, um, but I don't necessarily think that's the point. I guess my point is that um, I see. I think the 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 reward for being really good at something is that you get to do that something longer, and if that's something is something that you actually never really wanted to do in the first place. It's kind of, it's almost like a, it is almost a negative in a way, because part of me wonders, sometimes you do hear like some of the greatest stories, I guess, in like business or even in general in life are people who 
you know, had nothing else. They had nothing to lose because they lost their job or they they just couldn't get a job or they they quit their job and like it seems like a huge risk at the time and it and I guess it is, but I mean you have one shot at life and um like the idea of just being really good at your job, really good at your job until basically the point where you cannot, you, you know, you reach, you find your level. It's almost like, you know, if you put uh, like certain types of dense liquids in water, they'll rise to a certain level. I mean, we have like this, I don't even know exactly what it is. This is a weird metaphor and it's going to, it's a bit of a tangent really, but whatever. We have like this old, uh, like a what? What takes the temperature? What takes a temperature now? Thermometer. We have like this old thermometer type thing, where basically it's like a tube, like a glass tube of water, incredibly breakable. I don't know how it's not broken at this stage, um, especially with the amount of indoor football I did as a child. Um, not even as child as a teen, but. Um, yeah, it's like a tube of water, and it's kind of got like these little um, kind of balls, uh, kind of like glass baubles in it, filled with like a blue liquid, which I think I've been told is mercury. I don't know. I always assumed mercury was black for some reason. Um, and attached to the little baubles is like a you know a, a temperature and, and i believe whichever one floats to the top is the temperature at the time to me you know i mean obviously it existed pre-phones i think it's something i always remember having in the house so it must be fairly old um but you know to me that almost seems more technical than like a phone knowing what the temperature is because in reality the phone is just contacting something that's telling it what the temperature is i don't necessarily know if the phone is actually telling you what the temperature is where it is at i mean i think some will but i assume most of the time it's just telling you what the met office says Whereas, like, for me, the idea of crafting a mercury bauble with the exact amount of mercury that would mean that it would float to the top of a water surface in that particular temperature, to me, just seems incredibly technical. Um, but whatever. Um, I guess that shows kind of the, the extent of the antiquity in our house. Um, but yeah, what was I even talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> so my point is is that if we're in work, I think basically every person in the office, in work, in life in general, they are a bauble of mercury. And you just work until you find your level in the building, in your office, in your hierarchy. And you might be an incredibly talented the best mercury bauble and you might find yourself at the top of the water the surface of water the body of water and you would be the ceo or the whatever the any kind any kind of board member or whatever senior manager whatever it is that's your top thing captain admiral <laughs> type thing um 
and like yeah others will just be senior admin some will just be normal admin some will be receptionist others will be team managers whatever and you just find that level and that's where you end up and i think you know not everyone can be like uh, a board member ceo or whatever and to be honest like no like i remember like i think when i was 18 and probably got asked the question i probably just said yeah why not um but frankly no i think as soon as work becomes your life that's then strange to me not something i aspire to um but yeah that thing about you know a superstar the reward for a superstar is more work has kind of sent me west a little bit <laughs> because yeah that's essentially it you're just you're just a mer- your mercurial ball ball on your way to your level in in the in the in the officer's body of water so yeah i don't know what that means for me maybe it just means i need to kind of phone it in well, not even, not phone it in. I mean, my official stance, if any of my employers are listening, future or past, my official stance is that I will always work with absolute integrity. But, um, yeah, perhaps there's just something to be learned from that quote. Anyway, going to do a bibbidi-bobbidi, and I'll be back. Hello, I'm here again, and um, I, you know, I've been thinking before about, I don't know, I guess it's the, uh, there's just, I think the, what I was talking about before with the, 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 um, the idea of someone being very good at their job, basically earning more work is um i guess another one of the just basically the disappointments that you come across as you further venture into adulthood um you know i mean it's funny you you essentially reach this stage which is interesting because kind of I'm I probably would consider myself still in young adulthood probably not actually I think I think when you hit 25 you basically lose any excuse that you have um but I think I, I I'm starting to think at this age that basically there is almost no such thing as an adult and in reality um people are are essentially just the children that they were trying their very best to you know keep it together (laughs) and uh, where possible they you know we basically want to you know we would basically pay (laughs) for the the freedom that you have as a child basically um and yeah like it's almost like 
you know, you get to a point where you're, you're Elon Musk and you're you're so rich that you, you basically just get to, you know, if you look at if you look at his cyber truck, if you look at the Tesla cyber truck, it looks like the type of car I used to draw when I was five years old. Um, you know, straight line, jagged, no color, like it's just shaded in gray with my HB pencil. HB, sorry, not H. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the, the Mitchell and Webb Gramanasi sketch. It's really good if you haven't watched it. Basically, a guy just shoots everyone who says the wrong thing um, and does it a lot better than I've just explained it. You know, watch Peep, uh, Peep Show. Well, watch Peep Show, but also watch that Mitchell and Webb look. If you've never watched it, please watch it. It's all on YouTube. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a car drawn by me, five years old, shaded in by an HB pencil, and um, yeah, it's a dreadful looking car, and yet it's you know basically a tank. And I believe it like houses a motorbike, a cyber bike or something. And um, yeah, it will be a remarkable piece of engineering. And yet it's just kind of like Elon Musk is just a rich, he's just rich to a point where I think he's a, he's kind of just gone peak child again. He's just me with Lego. Um, you know, like he's, you know, he's got sort of the same level of stubbornness as I would, where he's talking about the fact that we're all going to live on Mars. Like, you know, if if he started speaking like me as a child and said the same things that he says now, it would probably be considered, like, preposterous. It'd be like, we're all going to live on Mars. Like that, you know. We'll have, we'll have city. In the next seven years, how long will it take? I don't know, six months. Like, it's all just a bit silly. Um, and it's kind of just like, you know, he's just sort of doing it because he fancies it. It sounds like a fun thing. Um, but, yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much really everything that we're doing in life. We kind of just are chasing, um, chasing our childhood in a way. And it basically got me to thinking about, like, you know, how I would live my life as a child. It was awesome, you know. Um, like, I just, I just kind of missed the days where, like, we, I would have, like, we would just sort of, we, there was this boat that we would kind of all meet at, and um, it was called, it's like a it's like a Manx Gaelic word or like a name of something. And it was like, a sh I think like how you would say it is like shatari, something like that. I'm not quite sure. Um, but being, um, being like 14, 15 year old, um, lads, we, we just called it the shite diarrhea. And every time anyone said that it, you know, garnered, <laughs> Conan the biggest laugh of the night, which is, uh, you know, there's nothing quite like cheap humor in that sense. And especially, you know, the toilet, 
the toilet humor aspect of it. I really respect that. So, um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of that in general. But we would just go there and we would like play football for six, seven hours in the sun until we basically couldn't move anymore. Buy a battered Mars bar from the uh, from the chippy, and I believe it was seventy five p off the top of my head at the time. And then like we'd play manhunt, <laughs> we'd play manhunt at the park, and if uh, usually what would happen is someone somewhere would take it too far, or someone somewhere would. Um, you know, feel as though it has been taken too far. Excuse me. And, yeah, and that would usually be how the game of Manhunt would end. Like, someone would get, like, shoved in a bog or a ditch or down a hill. And to be fair, the hills that we would play on were, like, they were, you wouldn't die going down the hill, but you'd probably be in reasonable pain if you ended up falling down the whole hill. Um, which happens semi-regularly. Um, but yeah, and that was really kind of it. And then you'd, you'd go home, <laughs> dinner would be made for you, and then you would go and play Xbox for another seven hours minimum. Like, you'd play Modern Warfare 2 or GTA, and then you'd go to bed at like 2 a.m., Go to bed at 2 a.m., roll out of bed, somehow manage to get to school, do basically nothing, do just enough to get through the day, and rinse and repeat. Oh, and by the way, your days are like you have a break time and a lunch time, and you finish at quarter to four. <laughs> I mean, wow. They were the best. Oh, and I mean, we discussed this on the round table, but we, you know, our break time, they, they were no joke. The break, break times were, they were basically lunchtime 1.0 because you could buy pizza at break. <laughs> you could buy pizza and a sausage bap. And I remember like, oh, and you could get a cookie as well. You can have breakfast, lunch, uh, not breakfast, lunch and dinner. You'd have a starter main and dessert at lunch, at a break. And then at lunchtime, you'd probably have like, I don't know, you go the whole hog and just have cheese pie and beans. And funnily enough, I had to explain the concept of cheese pie on the weekend to some of my elders. So I'm not even sure if cheese pie is kind of like a, you know, culturally something that's, you know, that, um, that broad in terms of, it's reach. Um, so cheese pie, for any of you who don't know what it is, is basically cheesy mash. And the mash is um, very creamy. like, But I don't think there's any cream in it. It's just kind of very nicely done mash. Probably incredibly buttery. And I, and I feel like in the mash there was a lot of cheese folded through it. I'm going to say it would probably have been a mild cheddar because the, the the color of the cheese, I don't recall it 
really uh, I don't recall it really um, kind of penetrating the color of the mash too much I remember the mash being kind of the standard potatoy perhaps a tad yellowy more, you know perhaps a tad more yellow based on either butter or cheese it's hard to say but there was no, nothing like a red Leicester or anything like that in there and then the top of the cheese pie would be probably cheddar but grilled broiled to a point where it crisped up so so tremendously well so you ended up with like texturally something that really just brings home the gold medal for me anyway because you would kind of like cut into it so you'd have like a layer of cheese thick enough so that it was both crunchy but then chewy underneath then you'd have your cheese put you kind of your pie which was mash, cheesy mash. And that with just beans was tremendous. And and would sit beautifully on a on a on a sausage bap and or pizza and or cookie from break break time. Um and then you'd maybe have a 50p creamy chalk to uh, wash it all down with and not even remotely get fat off the back of it. I cannot believe you know how how that even works really in hindsight like in in my my timeline of eating is interesting because i would probably yeah i ate like that from i would say from about 16 onwards 15 16 onwards at school i would eat like that i'd have a big break time you know and really sort of you know work hard at break to kind of get the most out of it and then i would have um although it's worth saying it was like 20 minutes i think 20 minutes half an hour it's hard to hard to remember but i think the key to break time was getting you food but then also having enough time to to have to get your chats in don't even remember what would i have even spoken about at the age of 15 probably like girls are fancy which, um, you know, I think in hindsight is rather a tragic, a tragic thought. Thinking about fifteen-year-old me talking about girls, bless him. I wish I could sit him down and say, "Come on, it's really not." It's you know, I think you're uh, you're you're going down a dark path here. <laughs> um, you know, you need to be better. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, the key was definitely, that was weird, wasn't it? The way I explained that was strange, but basically, yeah, I just think as a, as a younger lad, I probably should have just given less of a shit about people like, you know, what people thought of me (laughs) and like also the perception of me, outward perception. That's the same thing, Rob, but you know what I mean? Like, the, to me, the concept of asking a girl out at the age of fifteen and and being told no <laughs> was like was basically worth killing yourself over. Um, like you it couldn't happen, and it didn't happen because I didn't ask anyone out. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. Um, so anyway, yeah, the the key the key dichotomy to a to a perfect break time was five minutes in the queue 
and getting food and then applying condiments of sorts if need be and then a 15 minute chat possibly an end the bell goes get your creamy chalk as the bell goes and then then go to your next lesson and then you know so you sort of extend you extend your break um unofficially and you, you'll get some jip but i had i had a number of teachers who i was with whom i was on kind of uh terms which don't quite make any sense really i don't don't understand why they liked me but they did um so there was that and then yeah then lunch was just have at it i think it was yeah it was always food and was it food and then some form of sport i don't even quite understand i don't remember because there was there was definitely two distinct parts of lunch it was you'd eat your food there was like the time in the dinner hall where you'd be eating food and then there was like all of the outside shenanigans, fights and rugby tackling and um, God forbid any kind of sport type thing that you'd be doing. Like for some reason I would be like, you know, I'd be trying to do athletics club or something. <laughs> I remember I used to do athletics like, and I, you know, like I was in the team and stuff and I'd, you know, run for the school, but like, I can't believe I went to these things. Like I wasn't going to get better. I think I just did it to make sure I got in the team for the big thing. Cause again, outward perception, I needed to be seen as a sportsman, even though in reality, I'm just not a gifted sportsman. I think that I suppose it makes sense in hindsight that the one thing that I was, you know, deemed worthy of representing the school at any sort of level um was uh running in a straight line as quick as i can <laughs> yeah not a great deal of technique is, is is was well not a great deal of technique was was uh used by myself anyway when it came to running in a straight line quickly um i'm sure some of the real actual runners would probably disagree. And that, that would be why I finished eighth at the inter-schools athletics, or I think, I think it was like eighth. All I remember is I didn't lose. I didn't win. In fact, I, and I was very, you know, very much not winning ever, but I don't think I ever lost a race. <laughs> and to me, that's, that's a victory. That's one of the small wins for me. Um, but yeah, in hindsight, imagine if I'd have just eaten, <laughs> imagine if I'd have just eaten properly, not eaten a cookie every day at break, a cookie and a hot chocolate and a pizza before lunch. I think if I perhaps had just, you know, got like a fruit salad, which I like now, but at the time I was just so immature, I'd have been like, that's, that's that's so shit. But no, a fruit salad would go down a real treat at 11, 11 a.m. now. Fruit salad and an orange juice. Um, yeah, who knows? I could have been a different beast. I could have finished sixth. Um, but yeah, whatever. Lost potential, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I'm basically just chasing that life like we all are. Um, uh, you know 
I don't mind, like, there's certain things I don't mind about growing up, though. I like the independence of certain things. I like cooking. You know, these are things, that's something that I, I never, I never looked down on cooking. I never thought it was a rubbish thing, but I never, like, had any, uh, passion for it. I never, I, I wouldn't have ever thought it's worth spending time taking something that can be cooked in 10 minutes. Um, that's perfectly palatable to spending half an hour to make it much better. I pr- I would never have thought that, but so that's one positive. Um, but again, you'll see that there's a there's kind of a running theme here. It's just based around food, um, and yeah, my point was like I used to eat terribly, but I was fine. Possibly just because, like, I, you know, we had enough time to stay active and outside and stuff. Whereas, like, and I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast, but like years one and two, when I started my job, I continued eating in the same way. In fact, I probably ate worse. I was eating chips, cheese, and gravy every day for lunch. We'll say at least three days a week, three of the five working days a week, it was chips, cheese, and gravy. And then the other days were no better. They might have been five white breaded sandwiches or something like that. I don't know. Um, and it caught up with me massively to the extent where I would probably say even now I'm still like, uh, you know, dealing with the repercussions of it. Like I run, I've been running a lot in this second lockdown and like i'm kind of i think i'm very fit again um i certainly i'm quicker than you know eighth position me at the age of 16 but i guess i would be um but yeah even so i mean the chips cheese and gravy slight belly and slight uh like back fats for want of a better i know i've explained back fats on a podcast many many moons ago but um yeah back fats kind of just like the little what are they call love handles i guess but i don't like you know love handles suggest that there's love occurring so in the absence of love we'll just call them back fats um yeah the back fats and and belly i mean that they're, they're not like i think that's probably I think to be honest, they're probably fine, and it's and I've got my case myself a case of body dysmorphia due to, you know, following uh, unrealistic people on Instagram. Um, not that I follow many many um, gentlemen who take the tops off, but you know, I think really it only takes one one occasion watching Brad Pitt in a movie and then I think you basically for the rest of your life see yourself as a uh, you know a, a kind of a, a like a a gnat a gnat of a of a man in comparison to such a specimen um here's hoping he doesn't you know come you know, get 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 uncovered as a raging, uh, you know, pervert at some stage. That would break me. I think 
Um, but yeah, I don't. What what have I been talking about? I've basically, just been reminiscing. But that's okay. I think. Um, I think we've probably done. I'm not sure. Let me just do some admin. Hello, sorry. I um, I cut myself off there because pressed the wrong button, which is embarrassing. Um, that's another disappointment of age, is that I'm not as uh, technologically au fait as I used to be. You know, good with a spreadsheet, that's about it now. Um, I have an Android. I don't even have an iPhone because I just can't be asked. Um, and I actually think I think Androids are better generally. Like, excuse me, oh, I keep seeing that tweet, which is now being memed, which I'm kind of pleased with. Um, but I keep seeing that tweet about people who I think it's this thing where where if you get sent like a one-time password to your phone via text, it like automatically completes it on the form on an iPhone and that's like a new thing for it. Whereas it's actually always, well, not always, but as long as I've had an Android, it's always existed. Which I, and I've always thought, yeah, it's a good good thing. Not worth tweeting about though. Um, so yeah, I'm glad there's been some, you know, justice dished out to, to those those tweeters although that said you know i you know, would do anything for a viral tweet that might change my life because you'd like to think if i had a viral tweet um it just so happens to be linked to you know twitter is kind of the main hub for this podcast for me i've like you know not to brag but i've got like 20 followers or something like that and if i had a viral tweet and it went off so to speak then hopefully the podcast would. But yeah, um, I don't think it's going to happen. Really, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm best distilled in a tweet. Personally, I put tweets up that I think are really funny, <laughs> and I often laugh at my own tweets. But not really many people laugh at them either. So I don't know. Probably says more about me than anything else. Um, yeah, I'm just better at rambling for 40 minutes, apparently. Or am I? I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening once again. Um, it's nearly, yeah, I mean, I've probably said this a load of times, but very nearly um, a year into the podcast. And to be honest, I can't imagine a life without it, which is odd because I'm not quite sure what it's bringing to my life, um, perhaps except for, uh, you know, an unhealthy, um, you know, a, I wouldn't go as far as saying obsession, but definitely an unhealthy interest in the numbers behind uh, the podcast. It's always nice to see it increasing in popularity, which which it is. It's incrementally been, 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 been getting more popular over the, over the, the year now, I guess. So, yeah thanks for coming along um and yeah if you do enjoy it 
tell a friend or don't tell a friend. It's fine. It's up to you. It's perfectly up to you. Your life is in your hands, um, which is a nice thought. Um, but more importantly, just remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. And um, I will be seeing you next week.